going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine, music, and food, and how they all go so well together. That they do. Find new episodes every Tuesday, live, wherever you find, wherever podcasts are sold, wherever you find your podcast, your preferred place of podcasting, we're probably there. Uh, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Store, all of the places, uh, rockandvino.com, at rockandvino on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like and subscribe, and rate it if you like it, and just just like it, just subscribe to it, do any of those things. Five stars. Five, Five stars. stars. <laughs> Please. Would be much appreciated. <laughs> so we were trying to come up with a name for this week's episode, because it's a little different. Yep. A little, had, a little, little different today. Uh, we've had studios full of guests, chefs and winemakers and musicians and all kinds of craziness uh, over the past month or two, and uh, it's just us this week. That's right. And so we're going to introduce the Demisode. The Demisode. Which essentially is... Uh, just a quick little version, little little episode essentially that's going to be about half the half the length. Exactly, but just as much quality. Full of goodness, <laughs> full of the amazingness. So we have kind of like some fun stuff to chat about. You went to some yeah. really cool space today, and then we're also going to taste some wine. And mm-hmm. I brought these really cool little rate that wine sheets. So exactly. we're going to go through this sheet and see how it goes. And uh, not just any wine. Canned it's wine. canned wine. Dude, canned wine is like the thing. It's, I was going to say, it is, it's where everyone's going now. I mean, it's definitely the wine of the summer. You need wine in a can. If you're going to go to the river, you're going to go to the park, you're going to go listen to music, you need wine in a can, you know, because it's just so much easier. Does it, I assume, it, you can't like lay down wine in a can. Like, it's made for now. Oh, for sure. It's, <laughs> yes, it's made to be drank. ASAP. This is my 1986 wine in a can that I've been saving. <laughs> it aged so well. Do you taste that aluminum? It's so good. It's quite a flavor profile there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we can we can start off uh, at Chase Center, I guess. Well, let's it's, start with some wine. Start, well, I yeah, mean, there you go. Come on. Come there on, Mike. Go. All right, ready All right, for this? There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to pour this wine. And this is going to be um, the Acrobat Pinot Gris. It comes from Oregon. And so essentially the cool thing about this is that one of these cans of wine, so it is, it's like your typical like beer can size. So whatever that is, what is that, like eight ounces? It's two can, it's two glasses of wine. It's, oh, wait a minute. Two cans is 375 milliliters, which essentially, if you have two cans of wine, I'm sorry, one can is 375 milliliters. So if you have two cans of wine, that equals one full bottle of wine. So really, this really is a demi. That is. It's a demi demi. A demi demi. It it fits (laughs) the theme of the episode. Sure does. Sure does. Wow. Interesting. So it's a, yeah, it's a Pinot Gris. So uh, Pinot Gris is a grape that is commonly uh, grown in Italy. Uh, Did you know this, Mike? I I, I do now. Uh, The grape variety ranges in style from light and crisp to rich and spicy. Oh. And its richer versions can be an excellent match for Thai cuisine. Yum. Okay. Well, how about that? Well, let's let's take a little sniff. Now, these, uh, I believe you said the grapes are Oregon, but it's bottled here in Sonoma County. Canned, Mike. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) 
Can't break old habits. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it says on the can, is that it is canned in uh, Sonoma. So that's cool. Does that mean Acrobat wines are based in Oregon or Sonoma? Oregon. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's just the facility. <laughs> okay. Come on now. <laughs> so let's see. Let's take a little taste. I didn't check the nose first. Mm-mm. There's not much of one. You're going backwards. Maybe you need to, like, drink it from the can, you know, to, like, get that. Just kidding. I don't know. There really is, like, no nose on it. Is that not normal? Hold on. Did my nose break? It's very light, the nose, but again... I forgot to check my rating card. Yeah, come on. Stand by. Come on, man. Okay. So, let's see. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It's not rotten eggs, so it's not a one. (laughs) <laughs> it is not a medley of vinegar either. I'm going to go with simple but inoffensive. Simple but inoffensive. <laughs> also how I describe me. <laughs> so our options were rotten eggs, medley of vinegar, simple but offen- inoffensive, impressively powerful, and complex like Freud. <laughs> I'm going to go with simple but inoffensive as well for the nose. Now... The, okay, wait, let's talk we about... We mislabel in color. Uh, we did. We so failed the label, this test. We have unfathomably ugly, just a little dusty, simple but effective, a true piece of art, or only reason to drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go again with column three. Yeah, simple, simple but effective. But effective. I, I take a closer look. And then the color of the wine. Let's see. It's... Um, you know what? Upon first, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, all right. You could change right. it. No, You're I'm sticking allowed. with three. You're sticking allowed. with three. I had a debate with myself there for a second, but three won out. Oh, what what was what was what was the competing against? <laughs> I was going between simple and dusty, but I went simple. Oh. <laughs> okay. So typically in Pinot Gris, the dominant flavors are lemon, yellow apple, melon, nectarine, and peach. Do you get any of that? I'm actually going to say melon and peach. I definitely get the melon. Mm-hmm. A little bit of lemon. Just a little uh, bit. Just yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit of the lemon. You got to smell it. You got to swirl it. You got to open up the, the aromas. Swirl, swirl, swirl. Break the equipment. <laughs> I swirl too much. Yeah, don't swirl over the, over the board. Mm. Okay. So, the color. Same as the box. Mm, well, no, because it's in a can. Faded and jaded. <laughs> Looks like wine. Brilliantly hued or too gorgeous to consume. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, what am I going to say? I mean, it's a nice color. Subtle. I'm going to say it looks like wine. <laughs> Column three is winning today. <laughs> now, is this like a star rating? Like, is that three stars? Oh, I don't know. I mean... I'm not it, sure if it's like progressing in quality? I or? mean, I think it is. Okay. Yes, right. yes it is. Because one, you get... One, column one is unfathomably ugly. Uh, true, same true. color as okay. box, all but opaque, rotten eggs, needs a good workout. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So, since we got um, the apricot and the melon... 
Most likely, this was grown in a warm climate. Now, Evidently, according to my Wine Folly book. <laughs> is clarity clarity of flavor? Or no. clarity of color? Color. Oh. Because some wines can be, like, have sediments in them, or they can have... Um, uh, Oh gosh, what's it called? We need we need somebody that's really into wine here. <laughs> um, essentially, it can the the color can be a little like dusty looking. Sometimes. Gotcha. Okay, I, I'm gonna go four. I'm moving up. I'm moving to satisfyingly translucent. Okay. You go canned wine. <laughs> so our options were all but opaque, murky as a polluted lake, <laughs> <laughs> can shine the light through it, satisfyingly translucent, and sparkling as stained glass. I'm going to go with sparkling at stained glass. Because it's, wow. it's pretty. That's lofty praise. It's it really a, is, though. It's a though. pretty color. It's nice. Like, I can imagine if I, you know, had some sunlight shining through this, it would be like stained glass. We're going to go five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's, let's uh, before we move on, let's, t- let's hear about your time at the Barclays, Barclays Center? Barclays Center? That's what? a long way from oh, here. Oh, shoot. Where, <laughs> what was I thinking about? <laughs> at New Jersey, uh, no, Brooklyn's Barclays Center. Oh. <laughs> but what? still an arena built by a bank. Okay. Uh, Chase Center, the new Chase home Center. of your Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's come along fast. It feel, to me, it feels like it built up fast. Maybe not to the people building it. But uh, they finally opened their doors uh, to, uh, I think it was season ticket holders yesterday, and they did a media walkthrough today for some folks to you know take a look, see what was there, how it works. And uh, yeah, it's... Now, uh, what is the location of the Chase Center? Where is it? So it is literally 500 feet from where the Giants play at Oracle Park. It's... Right around the corner and down the street, right on the water. I mean, the location is just phenomenal. Like it, it when you're looking out over the water, it just it just feels like you're not in San Francisco. It's pretty crazy. Nice. Um, wow, this place is massive. Yes, 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 yes. So the I I could be wrong here. So the fact check police can get me but i'm pretty sure the people that were involved had some involvement in um, staples center and la live that uh, the group of venues in downtown la and they wanted to bring that same kind of energy to san francisco and to that end they did mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is very staples center you get a little bit of that it's a little bit levi's stadium Ooh, um, i'm looking at some food that they're featuring some chicken sliders from bake sale betty yeah, Please. we got to try food today. It was you great. Did? Food was great. What? Yes. F- what was your favorite? Did you try this? Did you try this uh, fried chicken slider? Oh, looks- the fried chicken slider was Dang, good. Dang, I'm jealous. Had tamale had uh, some pizza from Tony's. Ah, oh, it was it was quite a feast. Whoa. Uh, f- I believe for concerts, it's going to be an amazing venue. There's never been anything like it in San Francisco. San Francisco's never had. Sort of a, I mean, unless you got the Cow Palace, but right. that's a little old. And uh, Metallica's going to be... Yes, opening night opening will be night. about a week and a half away. We'll be um, Metallica doing their Symphony of Metallica it's show. It's that close? It's a week and a half away? September 6th. That's crazy. Time's yeah. flying by. That's amazing. Yeah. So it. Right. we'll see how it translates to a concert setting. But I, in my just hour... St- exploring around 
I think it'll be amazing for concerts. I mean, there's so many clubs and restaurants and just places to hang out and lots of ways to experience what's going on without necessarily being in your seat, which I'm sure like avid Warriors fans will probably be like, well, that's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's really, uh, it's well constructed. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, To bring in wine to it, uh, there is a wine aspect. There's a few Sonoma wines. I, I saw the really. Yeah, they had a few out. Uh, I wish I could remember the labels. I took a photo, but I don't remember. But yeah, a couple Sonoma County wines. Uh, a down in like the bowels of the basement, there's actually like a secret like wine cellar where all the wine is kept. Whoa! Uh, How do I get the key to that place? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so apparently, it's where they keep the wine for the whole venue. So not only do they do wine tastings and wine events in this secret room beneath the court, dude, that's amazing. Uh, Did you know that basketball players are super duper into wine? Like I, they are majorly until into recently. Wine. No, I didn't. It, yeah. Uh, Greg Popovich, I want to say, he's like the Spurs yeah. coach. Yeah. He, dude, that guy, he is way into wine. Is he really? Majorly to the point where like, if he recommends a place, then he, wine fans, basketball fans really? will like go to I that place. I can see that. I can see, he, I can see him having a very refined palate. Yeah. He said he, <laughs> he knows wine. He feels like he knows wine more than he knows basketball. Really? It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. He should come on this show. We have, oh my God, we should hella get Popovich on. That'd be legit. Hoops and vino. Yes. You can teach me all about basketball. So the, and wine. The two parts, one is vaguely wine related, one isn't. Uh, the, the super fancy, crazy, like you have endless money, you're Elon Musk, and money means nothing to you. Mm. Uh, the courtside club, I think it's called. I can't remember the exact name of it, but there's six of them. And they're like, you can apparently even just use it any time of the year. If you want your office to be the Chase Center, you can just wow. rent this. Yeah. That's amazing. It is $1.5 million a year. You better have access yeah. to it at any time. You get time. about <laughs> a thousand big screens and a giant couch and food forever. And it's uh, we'll put some photos up with uh, with the episode post to see what that looks like. But it's it's a bit ridiculous. But it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the other part that is amazing, and it was right at the end of the tour, we're just about to leave, and they're, the guys say, they're like, all right, we're, we're in the players' area at this point. And they're like, all right, let, let's go look at the players' lounge. They said, it's the only time, you like, past this day, you are never going to see this. So if you want to see it, this is the time to do it, because you're never coming back to it. <laughs> uh, so first off, we walk in the locker room. It's uh, very well done. They actually built it like the old arena at Oracle. So the roof, um, if you've been at Oracle, has that very, um, if you can picture it, you, it, that's how they made the roof of the locker room. So it's very it's circular. It's very cool looking. Hmm. You go through the far door and you get to the player's lounge and apparently winning a few championships brings you some amenities. Mm-hmm. Uh, each person, each player gets like their own hydro bathroom. Uh, they get uh, the the most ridiculous giant shower you've ever seen. And then uh, there's an open kitchen. Wow. With a big long couch. And he, so the guys come in and play video games, I guess. And uh, it's, it's good it, to be a warrior. Yeah, it is. <laughs> In my next life, I will be a warrior and experience that lounge. But yeah, all in all, uh, 
a place that I think will be amazing to see live music and uh, apparently uh, consume wine also. So very it, cool. Yeah, it's uh, they made they made reference at the beginning that uh, Oracle did a lot of things and food was not one of them. So oh. <laughs> when, okay, when. When even the team admits that, you know, it wasn't that good. So. Right. Well, that's good. I mean, honestly, I think people's expectations are much more elevated now. So they want yeah. some good food. You know, I mean, yeah, it's good to go and get like your hot dog and your like um, garlic fries or whatever. But you want them to be good. You don't want them to be soggy and nasty. And you want to get good wine. Like right. more people are drinking wine. I mean, yes, there's a lot of beer. So I'm sure they're going to have like amazing like um, beers other than like. Coors Light, you know, <laughs> so probably have some Lagunitas or who knows what else, maybe some Hen House or whatever. It's amazing when these arenas open now that they can, they can sort of cater to whatever price you are. Like if yeah. you're on the low end, there's an experience for you, but like every way up the scale up to a million and a half dollars a year, so they've, they they've tailored some... something to you. It's Good. crazy. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. Well, that'll be exciting to check out, you know, either for a game or for a concert. But yeah, so that Metallica is uh, shows with the San Francisco Symphony. Yes. And uh, that's to, what is it, the S&M album celebrating the 20th anniversary. That's right. That your, was your favorite album. Oh, that was like, I feel like I'm in a very small group of people, but like I was the, <laughs> like, I, I found Metallica through that album, so Ooh. it holds a special place. And you have tickets to which show? Friday. Friday. The, the opening night. Opening night. That's exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, we shall follow up and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they have some really good, um, like, bands coming, or performers. They have Eric Clapton, Eric John, or Alton John, Mumford & Sons, John Mayer, Janet Jackson, yeah, all playing there. Is, it's extensive. <laughs> I would love to see Eric Clapton. He is on my list. Yeah, I. Because he's. He, a, I was trying to think if he's played like one of the festivals, and he doesn't really do the ones. No, he doesn't, and he recently got diagnosed with um, I forget what it's called, but maybe arthritis or something. Mm. Anyway, so he won't be playing for much longer. Oh, geez. So that's kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. So, I would recommend going to see Eric Clapton. I'm gonna try. Yeah, there you I go. I don't know. We'll see. Rock and Vino recommends. Rock Eric and Clapton. Vino. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So where's our rating going here? <laughs> let's chat about the body of the wine. So what am, I, what am I looking for on body? What All right, so our options are needs a good workout. Both skinny and flabby. So flabby essentially means that it doesn't have uh, like a lingering finish. So essentially you drink the wine and the finish is done. Like you don't taste it anymore. Mm, okay. Um, height, weight, proportionate. Uh, lean and sinewy. Sinewy. <laughs> Boldly muscled. I'm going to say that this is height, weight, proportionate. I'm going to go number three again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has good flavor to it. It's like, you know, for me, this wine serves its purpose. I would not be mad about getting this wine. I agree. That's I thought that through this whole episode. I thought this is better than I expected. It right? To be. It's good. Wine in the can, man. And yeah, I would be stoked to drink this and it's nice when it's cold and it's kind of not heated up a little bit, but it's not as cold as it was mm. and it's still good. So that's really nice cuz a lot of times with white wines, you need it to be cold. True, to true. Taste good. 
Now, upon Googling sinewy, because I couldn't give it a fair <laughs> judging without knowing okay. what sinewy is. Yes. Uh, oh, well, that's not helpful. Hmm. Consisting or resembling sinews. <laughs> Look up sinews. What is that? Apparently, it's of a person or animal. Lean and muscular. Wait, what? Okay, lean and muscular is basically what it is. That's what I went. I, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going lean and sinewy, partly just because I like sinewy. <laughs> All right. All right. And then the flavor. Uh, enophilic ick, excessively sweet, amply acidic, precariously balanced, harmoniously tongue-loving. <laughs> mm. I'm going to go with, I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know. What do you know? I mean... I'm going all the way on this one. Harmoniously I'm going tongue loving. Harmoniously tongue loving. Okay. <laughs> because it is. I'm going to call it precariously balanced. All right, and the finish. Dun dun dun. Bitter in the swallow. Premature gustation. Right? Small parting gift. Stamina to spare. Will also linger in my dreams. <laughs> I did not read this before I brought this over. This is hilarious. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say small parting gift. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Going with the three. Yeah. Do, do you like tot up the scores at the end here? What happens? Uh, do I need to grab my calculator? No. All right. I want to know how much this wine costs. In a can. I was going to ask you that. Is it? I, I mean, it's not like ninety nine cents. Like you're buying a Pepsi. No or something. way, Jose. <laughs> um, let's and see. do you buy wine in a can in a six pack? I've seen them in four packs, and I've I've seen them in four packs normally. Okay. But you can also buy like a case of it, which I want to say is maybe twenty four. 24 cans. I think it depends on the size of the can, too. Okay. Honestly. Right. I think this, actually, I, I think a case of this is 12 cans. Oh, okay. Because they do have some canned wines that are half the size of this. Okay. So three, like, uh, yeah. So I, I think I mentioned it before. Like, when you picture wine in a can, I usually think of the more, like, tall and skinny cans. Totally. But, yeah, this is, this is your classic can here. Classic beer can size. All right. Oh, it's out of stock on the website. Wow. I don't know how much it is. Oh. Rock and Vino had that much of an impact that they're already sold out. Already sold wow. out. Everybody listened. Wow. But it's cool. So they Acrobat also has a Pinot Noir in a can, a Acrobat Rosé, a Chardonnay, and the Pinot Gris that we're drinking right now. Wow. All cans. All cans. All available in a can. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Cans, I mean, canned wine is... <clears throat> Definitely on trend right now. Apparently. All right. So, good value, even though we don't know the price? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say good value. I'm going to say yes. yes. And drink again. Hell no, maybe, or can't wait. I'm, I'm going can't wait. I'm going to go can't wait as well, because that was good. And whenever I can drink wine in a can, you know, and I'm not going to say that I'm going to take this downtown like I'm drinking uh, LaCroix. But maybe I will. <laughs> Who's going to know? Nobody. 
Just kidding. Don't come after me, police. <laughs> They're at the door. <laughs> uh, food pairing. I'm putting concerts. Oh. Because mm. that's what I would pair this wine with. Well, this says that it would pair well with Thai food. Or, let's see, light flaky dishes like crab and softer cow's milk cheeses such as triple cream cheese. I can see the cheeses. I can agree with that. For sure. I'm going to say that this is, I would definitely enjoy a glass of this Pinot Gris with some delicious spicy Thai food. Mm. That'd be great. Yes, very much so. All right. The, yes. It yeah. would complement it very well. <laughs> exactly. That was and very analytical. That was fun. That was so analytical. We're so um, so knowledgeable. Man. My wine was a 25. I don't know if like, 20, we're on... Oh, because you counted your points? Yes. I don't know if that puts us on par with like Robert Parker scores, the Rock and Vino <laughs> score. But if that counts for something... 25. Mike gives it a 25. 25. Okay, that's good. That's good. Cool. Well, Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris in a can. It's where it's at. It's where you can take it. Maybe they'll sell these at the bar. Or at the bar. Why do I want to keep saying that? I think there was like a concert there that I saw. Go see the Warriors at Barclays Center. <laughs> at the Chase Center. The brand new Chase Center. Maybe they're going to be selling wine in a can. There you go. Actually, they should that be. would be a good idea. That would make a lot of sense. Make a ton of sense. <laughs> Less waste, you know, because you That's just have true. it in the can. You don't got You don't have to use a, a cup as well. Wow. Who knows? The problem they run into is you can uh, you can throw the cans. You can throw a cup too. Oh, good point. Good point. You could throw a cup too. <laughs> you know, but I guess you can like smash this, and it's almost like a mini frisbee. You know, if you smash it enough, it's like, boom. That's true. <laughs> Watch I'm out, LeBron. That, I'm adding that to the tasting notes. <laughs> also works during free throws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. We talked about the amazing Chase Center. For sure. The amazing Warriors and their wine cellar that I need to check out. Yes. Much fun to be had in the Warriors wine cellar. And amazing Pinot Gris. Exactly. In a can. Uh, shall we... Uh, at least shout out uh, shout out the light show might as well oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's do that real quick a couple weeks back uh, prior Rock and Vino guest lights uh, brought the uh, her acoustic tour to August Hall mm-hmm. which oddly our other review episode was August Hall yeah <laughs> Just, with Meg Myers with Meg Myers that's correct but yeah it's uh, um, it was a great show yeah I had never seen her live before you have mm-hmm. and I was Super impressed. She was so amazing. Her voice is phenomenal. And um, it was just a really stripped down performance. You know, her sitting on a stool with her guitar and her band that would come in and out at various stages of the song or of um, the performance. And um, everybody was like so into it. Like you could tell these were diehard fans. Mm -hmm. Like the girl next to me was crying almost the whole time. Oh, really? I missed that. She had like tears in her eyes. Like she was feeling it. So, I mean, that was awesome. You know, super cool. My favorite part, I think she has possibly the most polite fan base. <laughs> ever, because a lot of times during acoustic shows, it's hard. You know, you've got like the segment of the people at the bar or something that, that like, there's some amount of like chatter that you have to like compete with. Uh-huh. There was none of that. It was like, right. the song is playing. There's silence. <laughs> well, and it was just really cool the way that they set up the venue. Yeah. So when you walked in, 
for the Meg Myers show, it was all standing only. So you just walked in and stood wherever you stand. Right. Um, but this show, they had seats. And it was open seating except for if you were VIP on the sides, I believe. And so the sides were a little bit elevated and definitely sectioned off. So... Uh, so anyway, so you had like the seated section and then you had an aisle and then you had the VIP kind of elevated area. And it was cool because they also have an upstairs area too. So you have a lot of different opportunities to see the show. And we kind of walked around to see where would be the best spot. And luckily, I feel like we found the best spot for real. We had the best spot. <laughs> and um, and so essentially we were able to post up um, kind of in the aisle, but off the aisle um, in front of the VIP section. So we just had a straight view of the stage. We're able to see her, no issues, because everybody stayed seated because right. it was just kind of that kind of a show. And um, yeah, and it was great. So it was easy to go to the bar and get a drink or grab a, a bite to eat, which they had like pizza and I think pretzels and something else, but typical, you know, bar food, it was good. And for an acoustic show, I mean, it was a Full band, like you know, drums, guitar, bass, string section. It was, uh, it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was phenomenal. I would definitely recommend seeing her, and uh, whether she's plugged in or acoustic or whatever, she was great. And maybe, just maybe, there'll be an opportunity for that. We hope so. I, I had the worst. The word for what that was. Was that a teaser? I guess that was sort of a teaser. But kind of a teaser. I had a better, I don't know, foreshadowing. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see down the road. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what that What could it mean? I don't know. <laughs> we are doing, um, what do we call it? Next, uh, we can already promo next week. Is We don't know what we're playing, but uh, it's a... Uh, I think I have an idea. Oh. But we haven't confirmed this, yes. but we're going to do a revisit. A revisit. Now, for those not in the wine know, what is a revisit? So, essentially, if you're out tasting wines and uh, you really like one, and you know, maybe it was like the second wine you tasted, you'd be like, can I take a revisit of that wine, please? So, we're going to revisit one of our episodes next week. Excellent. And we'll all learn together what episode that is. <laughs> so tune in. It'll be a surprise for all of us. 